the podcast from Belmont Chapel in Exeter, sharing the story, living the life. For more information, go to belmontchapel.org.uk. Good morning, good morning. It's lovely to see you. You're in really good voice this morning. Um, It's great to be going through our Advent series together. So I'm Saz, I'm one of the leaders of this church, and you are really, really welcome. Uh, You might not have been here very often, but you are really, really welcome into this place. We've been thinking about the traditional Advent themes of peace and joy and hope and love. And last week, Alex showed us how Psalm 42 is a fight for hope. This morning, we're thinking about peace. Thanks, Nat, for that that great time to think and reflect on how God can bring us peace this Christmas. Remember those prayers that you prayed earlier on in the service. Psalm 103, I think, shows us in a really beautiful and poetic way God's path to peace. We're going to read it in a minute. If you'd like to bring it up on your phones or you can have a church Bible, there are some some green Bibles over there in that box and just out the door. It's on page 579. I'm going to read it now. It's the central section of Psalm 103. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Remember that word from from earlier when Christine read this. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. There's that other word that we don't hear very often. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Such beautiful words, I think, that that speak the truth of the way of peace. It might not be immediately obvious, but here's how I think that we can see peace in this passage. Two things we're going to think about this morning. The Lord works for peace through justice and judgment, verses 6, 7, and 9. And secondly, the, word, the Lord works for peace through mercy and compassion, verses 8, 10, 12, 13, 14. Justice and judgment on the one hand, mercy and compassion on the other from the same God. Justice and judgment mercy and compassion. The Lord works 
for peace through justice and judgment. God is angry at the injustices and the oppression in the world. Verse 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Verse 9, he will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. God is angry at the injustice and oppression in the world. Think about it. Jesus lived with injustice. So when he was a pre-born, still inside his mother Mary, he was uprooted from Nazareth, sent to Bethlehem. Why? Just because an occupying power wanted more taxes. And then as a toddler, he became a refugee, fleeing to Egypt to escape the violence of an unjust, evil ruler, King Herod. Jesus knew and he knows injustice. And he started his public ministry with these words, these amazing words from Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus also got angry. He accused the religious leaders who were around at his time that they were oppressing people. Look at what he said uh, in Matthew chapter 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. I mean, that sounds pretty angry, doesn't it? You are like whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, what are you full of? Dead men's bones and everything unclean. I mean, that's pretty strong, isn't it? Jesus is angry about injustice. I wonder how you're feeling about Christmas, this Christmas season. It's great to see all the Christmas decorations up. It's December now. I've got my Christmas tree earrings on, stolen from my daughters. Don't tell them. Um, I, I wonder, Christmas can sometimes feel to me a little bit by, like taking life, adding a whole load of extra things to do, some really good, some really great, some not so good, not so great, and then sprinkling a little bit of religious glitter Ta-da! Everything's all right. We've got a little bit of religious glitter over Christmas. Everything's okay now. Peace to the world. When we know it's not at peace. The saviour of the world is not a bit of religious glitter. Thrown over Christmas just to make us feel better. The saviour of the world came to bring us deep peace. And there can be no peace without justice and judgment. Johnny said a few weeks ago, uh, when talking about God's judgment, that God's judgment day 
is going to look like this. One day, God will make everything right. Justice and judgment are a good thing. One day, God will make everything right. But he is working on that right now. Verse 7 says, He made his ways, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. Now, this is a reference to the great rescue of the people of God from their Egyptian oppressors. This week, uh, I have been listening again to this audiobook, God Has a Dream, by Archbishop Desmond Tutu, the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who was the Archbishop of Cape Town in South Africa through the terrible injustice of apartheid, where whites oppressed blacks for years and years and years and years. I found out when listening to this again, I hadn't remembered, that Archbishop Tutu waited until he was 62 years old to vote in an election in his own country. 62 years old. That's shocking. That's a shocking injustice. But in the audiobook, he speaks about how he didn't give up hope that God would work out justice for black South Africans just like God freed the ancient Israelites. He said, the God we worship is the Exodus God, the great liberator God who leads us out of all kinds of bondage. Do you remember what God told Moses? He said, I have seen the suffering of my people. I have heard their cry. I know their suffering and come down to deliver them. Our God is a God who knows. Our God is a God who sees. Our God is a God who hears. Our God is a God who comes down to deliver. But the way that God delivers us is by using us as his partners, by calling on Moses and calling on you and me. It took far, far too long for peace to come to South Africa. And it's still not a perfect peace, but change did come. God is at work freeing people, giving him peace. But the amazing thing is, is that we can work with him. We can join God in his work of bringing justice and peace. I wonder, looking around, if there's anyone who is involved in a nativity this year. Maybe you're a school teacher. Do you want to raise your hands? I'm seeing a few hands involved in nativities. Yeah, that, that time has passed for me. Um, once, one year, one of my daughters was Mary. I mean, that was the proudest moment. I mean, that was it. That was the pinnacle. That was the, the peak of my parenting. One year, one of my daughters got to be so proud but you know we can't all be Mary's here's what one boy Milo uh, will be doing for his school nativity his mum picked him up uh, after a day at school and he says this
Guess what I am for the nativity? I'm a classic one. Classic role, is it? Classic part? Yeah. Um, Joseph? No. Uh, one of the three wise men? No. One of the innkeepers? No. Um, but it's a classic part? Yeah. Okay. Um, you tell me then, because... I'm door holder number three, I'll be holding doors. That's amazing. Holding doors for who? Um, probably um, Joseph and Mary. Oh my gosh, were you pleased when they said that? Yeah. And what did you do? And I was like, I'm a door holder, get in there, let's go. Yeah. Whoa. And, and... <laughs> I'm door holder number three. I'm a door holder. Get in there. Let's go. We can't all be Marys. Some of us are door holders. We can't defeat injustice on our own. God knows our limitations. Verse 14 says, we are like dust. But you know what? We can do our part for peace. We can be a door holder. We can let in the light of the world. We can hold the door open for the one who brings the light of God, the light of peace into the darkness of this world. You can't bring peace to this world on your own. I can't bring peace to this world on my own. But we can be door holders. And many of you do that, week in, week out, in our city, you work for justice and peace for others. And I just want to say thank you, thank you for all that you do. You work for and behalf of the homeless in our city. You work for those in food poverty. You make choices about what to buy that's not harmful to the environment. You're inviting your friends to the carol service to show them they are not alone. Perhaps you'll come carol singing next Sunday to bless our neighbours. You're comforting those in grief. You're befriending refugees. You're cooking meals for others. You're joining with others in song to praise Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You're praying for others. You're giving money to others. You're campaigning for human rights. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you do in the name of Jesus. Please, Lord, I pray for all of us that you would show everyone here how we can work more to bring justice for the oppressed and to show Jesus to our city. So the Lord works for peace through justice and judgment, but the Lord also works for peace through mercy and compassion. God does not judge us as we deserve. The psalm tells us of God's love for us. If you want to hear more about the theme of love, God lo God's love for us, you need to come back here on Christmas Eve. That's when we'll be thinking about the theme of love 
And if you're not here on Christmas Eve, like I won't be, then you can watch it online. This psalm tells us about God's love, but it also tells us about God's mercy and compassion. Verse 10, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God does not judge us as we deserve. Iniquity is wrong and unfair action or situation. And as Christine said this mo- earlier this morning, transgression is breaking the law or moral code. Now, for the psalmist, that meant breaking God's law, the ancient law of the Israelites. For us, it means this. Not living up to the way that Jesus summarized the law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. God is so much more compassionate and merciful than the most compassionate and merciful person we have ever met. God is merciful towards you. God is compassionate towards you. God sent Jesus to earth to be judged in our place. I'm just going to switch microphones. So I am, I am wondering whether you know where East is. I did bring a compass with me. Do you know where East is and West is? I've got a few, point, few pointers. Okay, so the, the easiest way to work out yeah, where east and west is is to work out where north is. So if I stand here, looking to the door that I came in, that's north. Which means that that door over there that some of the young people went out is west. And over here, sort of between the Christmas tree and the fire exit, is east. Um, So I wondered whether you could um, help me out by standing up, if you'd like to, you don't have to, but please stand up, and I wonder if you could stretch your hand out east. So actually turn around, if you can, turn around, that's it, face north, stretch out east. Stretch, 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 I don't know what, shout out some places that are to the east. I, I've got Honiton. Has anyone got anything else? Can't hear anything. Southampton? Russia? <laughs> okay. Our, our transgressions, our sins are going all the way there. But do you know what? They're not just going out towards Honiton and to Southampton or to, or to Russia. They're going on into space. The gravitational pull of the earth is nothing compared to God's love. And where are we going? Stretch out your hands. Keep, keep the other one stretched out as far west. Where's west? Cornwall? Okay, I've got Bude. 
So your, your things that you've done wrong are heading out east into outer space. And you're on your way to Bude. <laughs> you can sit down now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you know what? You're not just on to Bude. You're into the Atlantic Ocean. You're... It's just so far apart, east and west. You keep going on into outer space. Did you notice what shape you were making? What was that shape? That's a cross, isn't it? There can be no peace without justice and judgment. And where do we find justice and judgment? There, on the cross. I don't know what direction Jesus' arms were pointing when he hung on that cross. But I know that they were full of mercy and compassion. I know he said these words, Father, forgive them. I don't know what your experience of saying sorry is. When we say sorry to other people, I think we get a whole range of responses from, it's fine, don't worry. And somehow it doesn't really feel fine, does it? So sometimes someone uses that moment of our surrender to actually kick us even more, to kick us when we're down. But saying sorry to God is different. You may not have had positive experiences of saying sorry to people, but God is full of mercy and compassion. He will always accept your sorry. He won't say, no, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Because it does matter. Our wrongs work against peace and justice. God cares about that. He cares about that deeply. It does matter. So he won't say it's fine. And he won't kick us when we're down. What he will do is stretch out his arms and say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Justice and judgment happened on the cross. I forgive you. I love you. I forgive you. If you have never tried to say sorry to God, why don't you try this morning? In a moment, we'll be eating bread to remember Christ's body broken on the cross. We'll be drinking wine to remember Christ's blood shed. Why don't you come up with everyone else, you won't be on your own, and say sorry to God this morning. You know, many of us have taken the bread and the wine many, many, many times, and we still say sorry 
You will not be on your own. Say sorry to God for the first time this morning. The Lord works for peace through mercy and compassion. The Lord works for peace through justice and judgment. Let's pray. Lord, in your word, in Ephesians 2, verse 14, we read, For he himself is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you that you stretch out your arms and you say, I forgive you. Thank you that there is justice in this world. And I'm going to pray for you these words from Colossians 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you 